Hello, hello, and welcome to a very special episode of The Back Peg. Now, you may have listened to our Asian Cup preview for 2024. It's now time for us to talk about the African Cup of Nations. It comes around every two years, and this one will be very special. Held in the Ivory Coast, and we have so many teams in the hunt to take this tournament out. We kind of expect Morocco to be favourites, but there are so many teams that can put up a challenge and a contest. And you can argue for maybe five or six different possible winners at this tournament. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it gets on. We have a couple of guests lined up to talk about some of the groups, as well as myself and Lazarus uh, to give our thoughts as well, our predictions. It's going to be a fun January, February, and we're going to go through all the teams, all the match days, all the games here on the back peg. Uh, but for now, let's dive into Group A featuring Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Equatorial Guinea, and Guinea-Bissau. It's time we dived into Group A on this AFCON 23 preview. Group A features Equatorial Guinea, uh, Guinea-Bissau, Nigeria, and Ivory Coast. And joining us from Nigeria, it's a pleasure to welcome to the pod Jidechi Chidiezi, uh, football reporter for Pulse Sport in Nigeria. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Lazarus. Hi, and hello to the um, listeners as well. Yeah, I mean, have to also say hello to them. <laughs> and I'll appreciate that. So thank you very much. Uh, pleasure for thank you very have. much for joining us. Yes. And uh let's get right into it, Jidechi. How are the Super Falcons poised for this African Cup of Nations? How does this tournament compare to uh ones in the recent past and how is the team sort of situated in January twenty twenty four? Um well first of all, Super Eagles actually the Super Eagles. The Super Eagles. <laughs> 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 the Super Falcons are the best Super That's right. Yes. Super yes. <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean, uh, it's it, it's normal expectation for the team. Uh, the fact that Nigeria is one of the powerhouses of African football. Yesterday, I was doing a little bit of research on on how many um, teams have been able to finish top three podiums. And I, as a Nigerian, I would say I was particularly surprised to see that Nigeria was number one. We've had the most top three finishes. At um in in Afghan history, we've had like fifteen of them. Um, before you consider the likes of Cameroon and Egypt and Ghana, mm. um, who have had say between ten to fifteen um, top three finishes, and actually that should tell you something. That should tell you that Nigeria going into this tournament is a strong favorite, whether you like it or not. Nigeria is a powerhouse in African football, so it's expected that anything that is going on in preparations right now should entail this team coming back with the medal, with the gold uh, medal, with the trophy. That's that's what every Nigerian wants. Uh, it's been 10 years since the country last won the AFCON. Uh, so if if we can't give, if the team 10 years after cannot give um, the nation a tournament to cheer about, I think it's something uh, that would be a reason for worry. So everybody's expectation right now is, we are expected to win this tournament. I'm also considering the fact that we have possibly the best attack force in the world right now, and um, it, it's something that it's something that we are hoping can actually turn into a title win. Yeah. Uh, with regards to the group itself, looking at Equatorial Guinea, Guinea-Bissau, and the hosts Ivory Coast, needless to say, I believe that Ivory Coast would be the, the hardest uh, of those three teams. Do you see either one of uh, Equatorial Guinea or Guinea-Bissau posing any problems to Nigeria? 
at this point? Well, I would say one of the first things about the AFCON um, that we as Africans like to acknowledge or tend to acknowledge, especially those of us in the football fraternity that um, do this as a profession and understand that you don't look at things from the fan point of view. You have to look at it as a professional. Mm-hmm. The AFCON is not a tournament to underrate the minnows. Um, it yep. is, there's a little bit of, you leave the technicality out of it because the minnows, they come with their full grits. They come with everything um, that they have to throw into the tournament. And, and I mean, when we're talking about the likes of Equatorial Guinea mm-hmm. and um, the likes of Guinea-Bissau, these are not particularly small sites. Um, Equatorial Guinea, they finished fourth place in 2015. Yeah. Um, Guinea-Bissau, yes, they might have, they might be a particularly small team considering they've never gone past the group stage and they've only participated in the qualifier in the competition just four times. Actually, this um, the 2023 competition would be their fourth participation. Mm-hmm. So perhaps you can say that that's the only Mino in the team. Mm-hmm. When you look at Equatorial Guinea, Nigeria also have a history with this nation. Not particularly a small side. So um, the fact that you are going into a competition, into a group with the host nation, into a group with the team that finished in fourth place in 2015, it's a reason for you to be concerned. I mean, as as a giant, it's the fact that everybody have their eye on you. Everyone in that group, including um, Guinea-Bissau, who we could agree that is the least fancied side in this group they would particularly want to make a statement with you. I remember uh, watching one of the qualifiers recently. I think that should be forgotten. One of the qualifiers Nigeria played recently in Nigeria um, should be Cape Verde. Was that Cape Verde? I can't, I can't remember the particular team, but one of the small sides. And they picked up a draw in Uyo in Nigeria. And you could see the way they really celebrated this draw. <laughs> I, it really meant a lot to them. So now imagine an Equatorium, a Guinea-Bissau, doing something similar at the AFCON. It's their dream. In 2019, Madagascar defeated Nigeria in the group stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could see how excited <laughs> they were. And so... Um, in terms of underrating this side, in terms of taking them as pushovers, it would be the first mistake. Um, any team, whether Nigeria, whether in any other group, any of the big teams, taking either of the small sides as pushovers is going to be the first mistake they would make, and that would spell. And you mentioned the attacking prowess that Nigeria has coming into this tournament. Some of the names here are just amazing to mm-hmm. think and sort of the, the damage that they're going to be able to do in this tournament, the likes of Ossiman and Boniface and uh, even Lookman's having a good season. Ian Acho is a dangerous player on his day. There's a lot to be frightened of for this Nigerian attack. The question I've got is sort of going the other way. Do you think the defence and the goalkeeping stocks are strong enough to really make a deep run and a charge at the title? Oh, my God. I mean, I, I love how when we talk about the Nigerian team in uh, in the public domain, uh, particularly in the international space, a lot of people hype up the Nigerian team. They're like, Nigeria's attack is great. Nigeria's <laughs> attack is this and that. And then we also tend to not talk about, I mean, when I'm, and when I'm saying this, I'm talking about this in terms of um, big media houses like Gold, Bleachers Report, um, ESPN, you see the way they hype up the Nigerian team. Nobody ever talks about how our defense is, is not really there. <laughs> yeah. Or our goalkeeping is where we are. Our goalkeeping is giving us the biggest headache we're having in years. <laughs> I mean, since Vincent Iyama retired from the national team, we've been struggling back 
to back with who could be the next number one. And um, I'm the person I was expecting that possibly could have been um, the new number one and Dele was not even invited for the AFCON. Mm. So it's actually crazy. We also have a thing where the midfield, since um, our former gaffer, Genotro, has always been one of the leanest whenever we invite players for tournaments. I mean, we have um, basically uh, not up to to even seven midfielders going to this AFCON, which is really crazy. No deaths in that position. And he wants to wonder, is this a team that is really being considered one of the strong sides going into the tournament? Because at the end of the day, it's not um, only the attack force that is going to get you these things. And we've seen how um, this thing actually amounts to um, the national team struggling mm. in um, international friendlies or say qualifiers in recent games. We've seen how, yes, we can get all the goals, but when it comes to actually building um, the team from the back, when it actually comes to transitioning, when it actually comes to dominance in the midfield, we've actually seen this team struggle. And I would tell you for a fact, as a Nigerian, I'm scared. Yep. <laughs> I'm scared. I mean, the Federation have been touting, uh, let's do it again. That's actually a slogan for uh, motivating the team to be able to go out and get the fourth title because, I mean, how many Afghans have we been to and we've just won points? Mm. Quite ridiculous. Mm. And um, everybody's expecting that with the kind of quality we have right now, it's possible for us to do it again. And that's where the whole um, let's do it again slogan is coming from. But the question is, can we actually do it again? Do I? actually feel we can do it again. Uh, to be very honest, I'm not going to particularly go all out and say, yes, we're going to win the tournament or not. I don't know. The truth is, I don't know. I very well know that Victor Sima is not with I mean, Osime won, um, helped Napoli win um, the Scudetto, but did he win the title alone? They had the Kim Min-Jae in defence. Mm. They had um, Kavaraskelia in midfield. Mm. I mean, right now, this morning, was it this morning or last night, the national team just announced that Wilfred and Didi is not going to be going to the Afghan. That's already a depletion in the position that we are having that's lesser a, and lesser players. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a big so out, actually. It, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. there's also the possibility of Kelechi Hanajo to another, possibly our most creative midfielder attacker at the moment, possibly going to be missing out on the time. So, this type of things leave you concerned. Do you actually think this team can thrive? Uh, without a solid midfield and a solid defense, including a solid goalkeeping. I mean, let's not forget the last time we got knocked out of the AFCON, 2021 AFCON, it was because of a goalkeeper's gaffe in the round of 16. And today, I mean, after that, the goalkeeper, quite um, a decent goalkeeper, if you ask me, uh, Maduko Koye, just couldn't deal with the pressure of Nigerian football fans. I mean, Nigerian football fans, we always love their national team. So it tends to take it out of out of um, context a little bit and go all rash about how their support is. Uh, I mean, it's something I would have expected Maduko Koye to stick around and try to... Uh, fight for his place, somehow couldn't deal with the pressure. And then we had to continue to manage with the Francis Uzol, who have continued to make errors. And we are at a position where we still we are in 2021. We are not sure a goalkeeper can save us in this tournament. So when you look at all of these things, you ask yourself, mm, great attack, Osime will score the goals, Boniface will be there to come um, to assist him with the goals in, in case Osime is not scoring. But who we will provide them with the balls to score the goals. Who 
we will prevent the team from conceding goals when these players are not scoring. And that's where the worry is. And um, as much as we are strong favorites going into this one, yeah, I, I don't know how it's going to be. Look, all you have to do is just outscore your opposition, right? I guess, so, I guess. Maybe yeah. we'll go and try to do a game of who outscores each other. <laughs> who scores the most, you know, because yeah. goodness knows that uh, you, you look at Nigeria's attack line like we've, we've mentioned earlier and you think, yeah, uh, I mean, it's frightful, but you're right. The, you know, and the question that Nathan posed is, you know, the, with the midfield, is there the quality there? And it, like you mentioned in Didi, that's I think that's a big out actually for uh, for Nigeria now that um, overnight he's been ruled out. But who is going to provide the the balls to the to the forward line, or is it just going to be a case of, hey, you know, we're going to press from the front, try and win the ball up high as far as we can, and just try and you know get everyone on the back foot and and score as many goals as we can because. You know, and try and defend as high up the park as possible. Can Nigeria do that? Um, yeah, I mean, anything is possible. Nigeria can do that. If anything, I would say um, we have, in as much as we might not have the, um, all of the quality we are expecting in the national team, we still have talents in the national mm. team. For instance, for instance, Alexi Wobi. Uh, it's one player I can trust any day, any time. Um, you will be seeing what he's capable of at Everton, at Wuhan, yep. even in his younger days at Arsenal. Top quality, top player. There's Joe Aribo, there's um, Frank Oyeka, who is still um, performing wonders with Brentford at the moment in the national team. As much as we might not have um, all of the quality we would have expected to have, mm-hmm. you can go into a competition expecting that the players you're going with do not perform. And that's why... At this point, I have to put, I as a person have to put my hopes in these players to step up to the game. I want to believe on a very good day, every one of these players called up to the national team, step up to the plate. There's no reason why we can't perform. Um, we've seen how Nigeria can actually perform. Although, yes, it might be might have been a smaller side. Uh, our most recent, what I would say, best game, the 6-0 win uh, in Nigeria, Quite a, a, a very impressive game. I saw how they were able to transition from the back. Although we did struggle in the next couple of games, but that's one thing with international window. I mean, you could perform well one window and then the next window you've lost your form because players are trying to gel with each other. But the fact that they were able to perform that on that kind of level, I want to believe it's something we are possibly equally capable of doing. And they have come. It's um, Cote d'Ivoire. It seems we very well know about Equatorial Guinea. So these are not like, say, they are bringing a um, a Peru for Nigeria to play or, say, a Haiti for Nigeria to play. These are teams that we've always played with in the same competitions. With We understand these teams. We know how to play. It's just, the, um, the, 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 it's just for the manager and the players to just go into the tournament and be like, guys, we can do this. Figure out the best way to go around it. And um, everyone bring up their quality. There's a reason every one of these players we are called to the national team is because in the first place, you have quality. Mm. It's only for you to step up to the party. And I think um, it's it's that's all the national team needs. Judici, mm. I'd like to ask you about the other big fish, so to speak, in this group, the hosts, the Ivory Coast. How do you assess them coming into this tournament? Do you think they can over overperform with the home advantage? We often expect and see hosts for tournaments 
perform much better than they would if the tournament was held elsewhere. Do you think Ivory Coast can really rise to the occasion and maybe even win the group? Is that on the cards for this team at this tournament? I mean, it's very much on the group. Why are you the host nation where you cannot use your home advantage? I mean, we could talk about how Australia, um, you, the country where you guys are based for the very first time in the history of the Women's World Cup, got to the semifinals. That's, everyone can agree that that was um, very much not just the team play, but also the fact that they had the backing of the fans. So these are things that you cannot write off. Home advantage is always a thing in uh, major competitions. And um, I'm expecting Cote d'Ivoire to put up a very good fight. We can't go out, all out and say, yeah, Nigeria is going to finish um, winners of Group A. Definitely not. You can't just write off um, what the likes of Cote d'Ivoire are going to do. I mean, at the last AFCON, we saw how Cameroon were able to get to the third place. And that was the first time they had gone so far in the competition um, since the days, uh, the prime days of Eto and Co. And we saw how Equatorial Guinea in 2015 got to the semifinals, finished fourth, host nation, doing things at a competition on their home soil. To expect little from Cote d'Ivoire is going to be really, really um, great. One error to do that. So, I mean, there's also the ability of Cote d'Ivoire finishing first in their group. There's also that quality and that and the, um, that possibility. You have the likes of Sebastian Hala in that team, Pepe in that team, quite decent players, Konate. These are players that are actually um, coming up through the ranks across leagues in the world. Ibrahim Sangari, Fofana, these are mm. familiar names, just yeah. as Nigeria have familiar names. Kese also, who has history on his side and also one of the players. I mean, when you think Kese, you see Barcelona and all of that, even though, I mean, we both agree that he did not do so much at the club. Uh, but then again, it not a, it's not a small side. So if we go on a name-calling spree and decide to start throwing names, Osime, Boniface, this is a side that can also throw names into the air, hey, call their own players. And you see, side for side, the quality is there. Mm. So you can't really say this side is going to upset this side. It's side that are playing in front of their home fans at home. Come on, let's be serious. They are really uh, a side to be scared of. Who is Nigeria's best eleven? <laughs> oh my god, it has to be the hardest question you've asked me. <laughs> <laughs> has to be the hardest question you've asked me because ha ah, wow. Okay, let me see. Let me look at this. We, we, we ask the tough questions here, I can tell you. Hmm, hmm, let me see, let me see, let me see. Um I would okay, let me start. Let me start from yep. it's gonna be crazy. I would say this, but it already looks like we know who our number one is going to the tournament, considering who has made a lot of errors coming into this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, Wabali, I mean, I watched Wabali while he was um, still in Nigeria, while he still played in the Nigerian league. Mm. And to be very honest, it's not like Wabali is any big upgrade from Francis Uzoho. But already considering the fact that Uzoho has made the errors that he made um, going into the AFCON, Wabali is going to be the number one. Um, let's try something new. Hopefully, that does not backfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely our number one in goal. The defense, my best bet would be a Calvin Bassi and a Bruno Yemechi on the full, as the fullbacks, or perhaps an Ola Aino, but any of them, either of them um, between Ola and Bruno Yemechi. But we've seen Bruno is 
is pretty creative. I would say Bruno over Ola Aino these days. I'm um, Calvin Bassi on the other side. And then at the center back, I would rather have Ikenet Omero. And um, for some reason, not one of my favorite players in the days, but he seems to be growing up on me these days. Same year, Jai okay. is another player that I, I think I'll have on center back. Um, the recent games I've watched him play, he's he seems to be a very different Semi Ajayi from the one I know I used to watch back in the days. He just feels different. So, yeah, I would go with that. Um, Set the defensive midfield because, I mean, Nigeria will tend to play a lot of 4-3-3. Um, I'm hoping this time around it can be 4-2-2. Also, the clamor that most people are clamoring for considering the fact that we have um, two great strikers in the person of Victor Simen, um, Victor Boniface. Uh, back to the midfield. Um, defensive midfield, let me see. Hmm. Well, Franco Yeka, it is. Franco Yeka. Uh, let's just throw in the mix of Franco Yeka and Alex Iwobi mm-hmm. in the creative role. Yeah. And then on the flanks, let's have a Samuel Chukweze and, um, well, it has to be Moses Simon. There's no other person. <laughs> has to be mm. Moses Simon. So it's Samuel Chukweze and then Moses Simon on the flanks. And then the attack, the obvious, obviously. Victor Boniface and Victor Sime. But if Kelechi Hanacho would be fit, then I think I would replace Kelechi with mm-hmm. Iwobi okay. in the creative role. Yeah. So that would be my um, perfect 11. Mm. Wabali in goal, um, Calvin Bassi and Bruno Yemechi on the flanks. Mm. Center backs would be Kenneth Omero and Semir Ajayi. Uh, in the midfield, the the four players, Frank Onyeka, um, Moses Simon, Samuel Chukweze, Kelechi Hanacho, or Alex Iwobi, oh, depending okay. on who is fit, and then Usime and Boniface. Yeah, being a coach's job is really difficult. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much talent amongst this team mm. uh, at the moment, uh, particularly in the attacking stocks. Uh, Jidechi, yeah. it's uh, time to get into the uh, predictions for Nigeria, particularly in the groups. I'm going to ask you a game by game for a score prediction and uh, as well, um, a final group tally as well, who you think might, <laughs> might end up winning the group. So we'll start on match day one, Nigeria against Equatorial Guinea in Abidjan. What do you make of it? Hmm. You guys really hate me because <laughs> <laughs> you're the sports questions a lot. Okay, let's see. Let's start off. Um, Nigeria, Equatorial Guinea. I'm expecting Nigeria to win this one. Um, two zero. That's it. Two zero. Yeah. Do I go all the group games or just Nigeria's games? Just Nigeria's games. We'll okay. go. Okay, just Nigeria's. Yeah, games. So Nigeria's Nigeria games. Game. So um, uh, let's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Nigeria, Guinea Bissau match day two. Okay, Nigeria, Guinea Bissau match day two. Actually, Nigeria could have won match day two. Oh, it's, sorry, my apologies. Yes. Yeah, Nigeria could have won match day two. Um, hmm. <laughs> um, let's see one, one, one. For this one, and um, Guinea Bissau, I'm expecting a, a 3 0. Yeah, so 2 0, 1 1, 3 0. Who it, should it, win the group? The group yes. It's very much dependent on who can outscore each other between Nigeria and Kofi. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting mm-hmm. um, the same score lines. Okay, not exactly the same score lines, but Nigeria win Guinea Bissau. Sorry, Kofi win Guinea Bissau and Kofi mm-hmm. win Equatorial Guinea. I'm expecting the same yep. for them. But yep. I would say who wins the group is dependent on who outscores each other. Yeah. If you put and, me on the spot to say yep. who should I give it to, yeah, I'll give it to Nigeria. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> very good. Well, and uh, you'd be 
expecting Equatorial Guinea to uh, finish in third place, perhaps as yeah. one of the mm. best four thirds to mm. go through to the knockouts? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's... Let's, second... let's just say I don't expect any surprises from this group. Okay. Let me just put it in that line. If, the, if we are getting any surprises, there's the group stage, not group A. And that's um, second place in group A is fraught with danger because they end up playing second place in group C, which could be either <laughs> Senegal or Cameroon. So yeah, you don't you don't you don't want that elite position. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's fascinating. It's fascinating this this group. It really is. Who takes it out? I, I expect you to say Nigeria will yeah, to win. The I mean, but who takes why. it out? If it's not Nigeria, who? Which uh, nation? Mm, well, let's start with Nigeria, one of the favorites. Mm -hmm. Morocco, Morocco are one of the favorites. Mm -hmm. Senegal, defending champions. Mm -hmm. Egypt in recent years have not been Egypt, but I'm expecting Salah is possibly mm -hmm. on a, a revenge mission that nobody <laughs> is talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so let's see. This is my epic. Okay, let me also throw in the host in a mix of this. Mm -hmm. Um. If I was to pick one team, now this is removing sentiments. Sure. If expectation, I want Nigeria to win. Yeah, but sure. Removing sentiments, it looks like a competition for Morocco to win, to be very honest. It looks like that kind of competition. And um, there's this thing about Africans when we talk about the African game. A lot of people are saying it's not about how technical, how tactical you are. There's the African style to playing things. But I mean, in 2021, when we watched Morocco play, they played somewhat so decently, even better than we watched them play. Okay, well, let's let's be honest. At the World Cup, it was very spectacular. Mm. But then again, they also played something similar at the 2021 AFCON. So I'm expecting mm. for them to actually have played at, at that level at an AFCON and done better at a World Cup. We should be expecting more from them. It's yep. only fair to be expecting more from them. So I would say this is a competition set up for Morocco to win. And um, if we would go close to any other team that could win the AFCON without sentiments, I think it's looking like Nigeria here. Um, clearly based on the quality of the team, the kind of players we have in the team, and it's looking like we have, I mean, Nigeria is ruling in terms of attack line in the world. So I would say maybe, just maybe, by hook, line, or sinker, Nigeria could find, not like Nigeria might be so spectacular, but Nigeria could just find its way to the final of this one. Yeah. So, yeah, Nigeria-Morocco in the final. Uh, I don't know, but maybe Morocco wins it. Jadechi, thank you very much for joining us here on our AFCON 23 preview. Uh, where can the people find you? And uh, thank you again for joining us. Um, I'm available on all platforms, Twitter, Facebook. Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not so much of a Facebook guy these days. So let's just say <laughs> Twitter, Instagram at J-I-D-E-C-H-I -I underscore. So that's just Jidechi underscore. Jidechi, thank you very much. And uh, all the best to Nigeria and all the best to you for covering AFCON as well. Hopefully it's a good month for you. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm hoping um, the next time we'll talk about this, I'm talking about yeah, Nigeria won this one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Jadechi. Yeah, my pleasure. It's time to talk about Group B here for this AFCON preview here for 2024. And Group B consists of Egypt, Ghana, Cape Verde and Mozambique. And it's an absolute pleasure to be joined on the line by Omar Lachine 
from Cairo, football writer and football coach as well. Omar, thank you very much for joining us and thank you for your time, particularly on the weekend. Hey guys, how are you? Pleasure to be here. I'm uh, doing absolutely fine now that we're talking football because there's not much better in the world to do, isn't there? Um, talk to us yes. about uh, Egypt, the Pharaohs, the most successful team in the history of the African Cup of Nations. But we're getting into a little bit of a barren spell, if you can count 14 years as a barren spell. And after a tough uh, 2021 tournament, how this how is this team situated? Um as, as you've said, Egypt uh, has been the most successful team in Africa with, with seven trophies, uh, haven't won since 2010. And I think it's mostly the competitive land- landscape in Africa that's changed. Egypt has stayed the same. All the African countries around us have improved. Even the lesser known ones, uh, the one, uh, the names you wouldn't really talk about winning the trophy, uh, have players playing top teams in Europe, playing all around the world, having... Uh, top coaching, uh, top training, top facilities, and Egypt to stay the same because uh, t- I'm not, to be honest, it's not to the benefit of the country, but uh, Egyptian football has a lot of money. So top Egyptian players decide to stay rather than leaving, going to Europe, having the experience, the adventure, the ups and downs. And they stay, get top money, uh, uh, year, like as in, in, in their year, uh, the yearly contract. Um, and and so they stay at a level which is not in keeping with the level that um, that Africa has progressed to. So uh, I think year by year, bit by bit, um, we're only playing with our names. We're only playing with um, with the the fear factor that people have of us. Egypt still has a name, uh, still has a name, um, a big enough name playing in Africa. Sort of similar to similar to like uh, Brazil in the World Cup. So Brazil hasn't won the World Cup since two twenty two thousand and two. But uh, when you play, you never want to meet Brazil in uh, in a World Cup. So it's uh, sort of the same. We have top players. We have one of the best players in the world at the moment, Mohamed Salah. We have a few players playing in Europe, but nowhere near the level to uh, to go that far in the competition. To be honest. So, um, uh, with regards to you mentioned Mo, uh, Mo Salah there. With regards to the Egyptian side that's uh, just been announced, who else should we be looking for to be a you know a, a big contributor to the fortunes of the pharaohs? Okay, I'll give you uh, four players. So uh, one player is Omar Marmouche. Omar Marmouche is playing in the Bundesliga at the moment in Frankfurt. So people might or might not know him. Yep, he's yep, one of the yep. top scorers at the moment. Um, he's one of the people who's taken the journey early on. From uh, leaving Egypt to going to Europe, I think he was 17 years old. Something that we don't see at the moment, like I told you, because of the, the vast amounts of money in, uh, in 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 Egypt. So he's one of the few who's taken sort of the African player route of leaving the country early, going into um, uh, Wolfsburg B uh, at the time, and then... Um, Playing his way into the first team and then going into um, into Frankfurt, he's a striker winger. He's super quick, super explosive, very strong. He has an eye for goal. Um, so I think he's one to look for. He's matured over the years. The first tournament he's ever ever played for Egypt was uh, the last one in twenty one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was twenty one. What or was it the beginning of twenty two? I think it was the beginning of twenty two. I think I think you're right, actually. Yeah, I think Afcon 21 was the start of 22. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because so, this yeah. was Afcon 23. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, 
so yeah so we only uh, the last the first like i think the third or fourth game he ever played for the national team was in the afcon as well if i remember correctly so uh, i think he's matured uh, he's more of a mainstay in the team as well he plays he alternates between uh, on the left wing between himself or Trezeguet. i think you know him he played for uh, for uh, aston villa and now he plays in uh, in, uh, in turkey yeah uh, so this is one to look out for uh uh, Mustafa Mohamed is another one. He's a striker. He plays um, uh, plays for uh, Nantes in, Fren- in France. Uh, I think he started the season well. He's dipped a bit. Um, he's sort of a proper number nine striker. Uh, I'm not sure if you can uh, compare him to sort of an Alan Shearer type. He, he's a he's a str- strong. He's um, he plays well with his head. He's good in front of goal. He plays well with his back to goal as well. So, uh, so I think uh, hopefully if we create enough chances for him, he can do well in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played used to play in Galatasaray as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. and I and Rangers were after him. A couple of England teams spoke about him, but he never actually uh, made it to uh, that level. Hopefully, he's one I can see potential in. Uh, in being the next Egyptian export into uh, into into England, the third one is Imam Ashur. Imam Ashur, he uh, he's he played in uh, he 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 was in Zamalek in in Egypt. Went to uh, to Denmark for three months. He went in Denmark from Jan of two thousand and twenty three and left in in April. Uh, he went to Michelin. He's a, I think he's a top player. When you you, you watch him. You'll, you'll, you'll know what I was, uh, I'm speaking about. He's a top player. He's a midfielder. Has the um, uh, uh, the ability to explode in the middle. He has very good dribbles. He has an eye for a goal. He he, he can make a, the, a good final pass. His work rate is top. But he's one of the um, the victims of the money in Egyptian football. Because he went, he left Egypt, went to to Denmark, stayed for three four months. Said, "Oh no, I I, I I'm not happy with the environment there." And uh, and uh, and 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 came back to, to Egypt to Al Ali, which is the the top team in, in Egypt and Africa. Uh, now he gets uh, X amount, uh, and he's comfortable having a good uh, a good uh, lifestyle in Egypt and playing the, for the top team in Africa, which is uh, again one of the, uh, the 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 main reasons Egypt isn't doing well because all our Egyptian exports come back straight away because. Uh, they find life more easier, more easy in Egypt, uh, as I've uh, said. I think a bit too much. And um, the fourth one uh, is uh, Mohamed Abdelmenam. He's a centre back, also similar to Omar Marmouche. Uh, one of his first games was in uh, the last Afcon in twenty twenty two. I think he's one of the top. I think he's one, he could be one of the top centre backs in the world. And this is not me exaggerating. Uh, He's he's quick. He's strong. He's not the tallest, but he has a, a Ronaldo jump. Um, uh, he goes up for headers in corners, so he can score a goal. His one v one defending is top. So I think he can be he can be one of the um, the top uh, centre backs in the world. Again, he plays for Ali. He plays for one of the top teams in Africa. After the last Afcon, uh, a lot of people spoke about him, like in in Europe, and uh, it's just about him wanting to, t- to take the chance to. To leave Egypt, or is he uh, more happy with the lifestyle and uh, being comfortable as well? So I think it's up to him to he can be whatever he wants to be. Honestly, very interesting. And 
Uh, Omar, talk to me about Egypt's expectations at this tournament. Is it the case of win or fail? Is it as simple black and white as that? Is there a bit more nuance? And I'm sort of looking at the draw and seeing that prospective quarterfinal against Morocco. Are we thinking that penciled in as the AFCON final? Is it as um, a bigger game as that in prospect? Uh, look, I think the the group is is quite uh, an easy group if there is uh, if, if there is such a group because now you take top two and uh, I think it's uh, I think you take a lot of the best third teams yeah. so I think you're fine in terms of qualifying from the group you have Ghana which is a top top team so I, I think Egypt will end up being one or two as you've yeah. said there's a, a big possibility of of playing against Morocco we played Morocco last time in the Afcon 2020. It's, we'll call it 2021, but we all know yes, it's just yes, 2022. <laughs> um, so we played Morocco last time. They were still a top team as well, and we beat them 2-1. I think um, the it's go it's going to be down to 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 two things. Uh, the main thing is how the coach decides to play, because Egypt have been successful in the past in the past ten years. We haven't won the tournament, but we've been to the final twice, which yes. is in 2020. Afcon 2021 and uh, in uh, 17 as well, uh, and it it was because of the style of play, the style of play from Carlos Quiros, which I, I think you'd know, uh, uh, yeah. coach in Madrid, um, uh, assistant to Alex Ferguson for all these years, is sort of um, a, a, a defensive uh, coach, yeah. uh, a, a, a pragmatic coach. So we weren't super ex- expansive, we weren't super open. So. Um, we weren't conceding a lot in terms of chances. And then we were relying on our individual players, scoring a goal, doing something in the final third, a set piece. And we have these. We have Marmush, as, as I've said. We have Musa Mohammed, And obviously, we have Mohamed Salah as well. Uh, same with Hector Cooper. In 2017, we went to the World Cup in 2018, which was the first time in, in 30 years. We went to the final in 2017, played against Cameroon, and we were winning until the 75th minute. Um He's he's a super defensive coach. So I uh, think uh, Diego Simeone, and then think ten times that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, we 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 really didn't see the opposition goal, and uh, uh, even if we were playing one of the bottom teams, we played the same way, defending in our eighteen-yard box, and then uh, relying on counter attacks and set pieces. Then Salah was only a speed bridge at the time, two thousand seventeen Roma Roma time. He was. He played Salah in the space, and then he did what he had to do. But uh, people weren't happy. People weren't happy with Kirosh. So now we have Rui Vitoria. Rui Vitoria is known for uh, being open, being mm-hmm. uh, being uh, um, expansive, uh, they yeah. having seventy to eighty percent possession, creating a lot of chances. But when you have that, you have also the possibility of being uh, exploited on the counter attack. So, um, so it's a so it's about. The, the the balance the coach will decide to take. I think the only way we can do well in, in this tournament is playing a more uh, pragmatic way, playing a more the defensive way, and then relying on our individual players. Because I don't think at the moment we, we have the team to play uh, open, expansive possession football and dominating the top teams in Africa. So you can do that in the group, playing against Mozambique, playing against Cape Verde, but uh, I don't think you can do that in um, playing against Ivory Coast, Morocco, uh, even Ghana as well. So um, but the flip side to that is that um, the supporters and the federation want winning football and they want good football. 
So, uh, and, and uh, like you've said, anything other than reaching the semifinal is a failure and the coach will leave. It, they've, all, they've, they've only spoken about project four years, World Cup, um, 2026. But uh, we all know that if he doesn't reach the semifinal, um, it's uh, bye-bye uh, Rui Vittoria. So um, it's sort of a catch-22. Is it? Uh, is it? Um, are we going to be playing good football and then um, waiting on the coach, getting it, uh, him getting his sort of his own players from the from the younger teams and uh, and developing that way, and then hopefully in the next uh, two to three years we having a good football team uh, winning as well, or is it going to be? Uh, win or bust and then if he goes then he, we get another coach and then he has his own philosophy his own uh, way of playing and then we start from zero and then obviously the AFCON is not every four years it's every two years so you the litmus test is, is every two years um, and, and and then we'll see if it's a uh, um, uh, winner or bust as well so um, I'm more of a pragmatic football fan I've been super lucky to see my country winning uh, the three African Cup of Nations. I don't think anyone can dream of that. Now I'm waiting for the... I was happy with Kiros. I was happy with with, with Cooper. But uh, I don't really care about uh, playing the, the beautiful uh, way on, uh, if, if, if you win. But if you want to uh, go for a project, then let's go for a project. But let's actually go for a project. Let's not uh, uh, say we're going for a project and then uh, waiting until we reach the... Uh, uh, the the quarterfinal against Morocco lose and then bye uh, uh, bye. So um, uh, like 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 I've said, um, Algeria have gone for a project. Where were they in the past uh, ten years until uh, until uh, maybe 20, 2014? Uh, where were uh, uh, Morocco in uh, in the past uh, 10, 15, 15 years until uh, until the the last World Cup? So they've actually gone for a project. They went through with it. And uh, you can see where they are now, more sustainable, more stable team. And um, we can uh, think about uh, Morocco in the final. We can think about Algeria in the final. Uh, let's see if Egypt will be there as well. Omar, would you consider losing at the quarterfinals, like you said, you'd consider it a failure. But based on the project uh, talk, two questions. One, can the current side that's been announced be harnessed to get to the 2026 World Cup, which we think Egypt will be there given the increase in the teams that are qualified for the World Cup. And two, would you take Egypt losing in the quarterfinals to Morocco in AFCON and then, you know, this team stays together, the coach staff stays stay together, this project goes down the line for a potential quarterfinal berth in the World Cup in USA 2026? Yeah, yeah. I think Egypt not qualifying for 10 Af- AFCONs if it means uh, making it far in the World Cup. So, as I've said, <laughs> I, 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 I've been spoiled in terms of AFCON. I'm, uh, um, I've seen Egypt win three AFCONs. I've seen Egypt win, um, uh, go to, uh, to the final in uh, another two. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Egypt not qualify for AFCONs as well. So, I've had yeah. both sides, but if we're looking at only the positive part, I've seen Egypt win three Afghans. I'm more than happy for that for for the rest of my life. People don't see that uh, people don't see their national team winning for uh, for for a lifetime. So um, I'm happy with that. I've been spoiled, but I've uh, really I'm 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 hungry to see uh, Egypt play in the World Cup. So uh, the first one, the last one before 2018 was 1990. I'm born in 95. Yeah. 
first one was uh, 2018. I was actually in Russia. I watched uh, um, I watched Egypt, Uruguay. I've watched Egypt, um, Russia. I've watched, watched Egypt, Saudi as well. Uh, I don't think uh, three World Cup matches is enough in, in, in the life. <laughs> uh, so so um yeah. Hopefully we can we can make it. Can we make it? I think so. I think we can make it with any coach. I can. I think we can make it with Rui Vitoria. I think we can make it with uh, any other style of play. It's because we have uh, um, um, Mohamed Salah. I think he can do things out of nothing. He attracts two to three players, mm-hmm. especially like he can do that in Liverpool in the Premier League in the Champions League. So, so I think he can do that in um, Afcon. Um, we have other top players as well, uh, and I think we still have that. Uh, winning mentality and we have the, the fear of the opponents as well so people i think opponents still fear us so um hopefully hopefully we can uh, obviously do well in the tournament but i think uh, we can also reach the world cup as well uh, with the players we have with this current coach as well as a project do you see Look, honestly, I love this project I love actually I... yeah do you see this project yeah. going down the line that's uh, more so where i'm kind of gearing this uh, this line of question yeah, uh, look, um, I trust the coach. I don't trust, trust the federation. They, okay. uh, the, the federation uh, uh, look too much to social media. They um, uh, they, f- they feel the pressure whenever Egypt lose. They think the only way to uh, compensate for losing is uh, changing the coach and then restarting the, the project. I've lived... Uh, I've been an Egyptian football. I'm 28 years old. I've been an Egyptian football fan for uh, for the past 25, 24 years. I've never seen a project actually go through uh, the distance, especially if you're not uh, winning. So whenever a coach doesn't qualify for an Afcon or doesn't do well, uh, he leaves. The next, the next one comes. Totally different uh, football philosophy. To- totally different uh, style of play. Totally different personality. Even comes starts a different project, and then. Uh, uh, again, we see if he wins or loses. So, um, so um, I think the I think he can do well. Again, I think he can be a, he should be a bit more balanced. Understanding that uh, it's not only about the side of play in the tournament. He needs to understand the football federation's way of thinking. It's about winning as well. So, uh, or winning first and then the side of play. So he'll have the extra year. He'll have the extra couple of years if he does well in the tournament. And I think we can actually do well in the tournament if we have more balanced side of play than the one we've seen um, over the past few years. We've done super well in, in qualifying. We've done super well in, 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 in friendly matches as well. Uh, but uh, to be honest, I don't think we played the, the, the best teams. I don't think we played the top teams. Uh, so I think we'll have a good... I think Ghana will be a good test for him because I think we'll qualify anyway. I think we'll win the next two matches, uh, the other two matches, no problem. So I think Ghana is sort of a... A, a good match to see where we are in terms of playing the top teams. Can we play our style of play and um, and uh, and win? And then, according to that, he can alter his plan. Uh, but to be honest, I think if we lose against Ghana, even if we qualify, the noises will start on social media and the noises will start in the Egyptian Federation. So, uh, yeah. To answer your question, I think he's a good coach. I think we can. I think he can take us. To a good place, he has his top CV, but uh, it's just about um, the federation um, giving him the time he needs to uh, to reach the where we want to. Well, Omar, let's circle back to Afcon this January. What are your predictions for Egypt and the group, and potentially a winner overall? Are we expecting 
Egypt to win the group because, yes, Ghana are a good side, but they are missing a couple of starters in the likes of Thomas Partey and Tarek Lamptey, who unfortunately can't be with the team. But what are your thoughts? What are your predictions for the month and a half ahead? Uh, I think Egypt will win the group. I think Egypt, um, again, as, I, as I've said, we have sort of a, an uh, okay group. I think that we'll win the other two games, no problem. Having said no problem, there will be games. There will be games to play. It's, it, won't, it will never be a 4-0, 5-0. I think we can we can say bye-bye to these games. Uh, um, the last time we had these sort of games was maybe in 2008, not even 2010, when we actually won it as well. Uh, it's just the last 10, 15 years, we've seen an overall improvement in, in African teams. So I think without going through it again, I've went through it in the last two, two days. But... Um, um, uh, uh, both Cape Verde and uh, and Mozambique have players playing in 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 Europe, and you wouldn't put them in discussion of even going past the group. So um, and Ghana, as we've said, we've spoken a lot about them. We have, they have uh, the Ayu brothers, they have uh, other top uh, players as well. But I think Egypt can win the group. Um, we have the players to do it. We have the um, and 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 I think we have the mentality to do it as well. So I think Egypt can, uh, can can go through the group. I'm not sure of the of the route. So if we go first, we're playing. Then we go second, we're playing. I don't uh, go into that sort of thing. I don't want to tempt fate. But um, <laughs> I, I think it's about um, going uh, uh, as far as we can. We will find hurdles, and that's as I've said. I think again, again, too many times is in in in, uh, in the past uh, half an hour. I think it's about finding the right balance and in, in style of play. If we go for a more pragmatic approach, I think we can go for. If we're open, opening and expansive, I don't think we can. Um, having a, I think the final winner will be one of, I'll tell you one of four, and then I'll tell you one of three. Um, one of four of Senegal, uh, Morocco, um, uh, Algeria, and Egypt, because I've been... A bit too pessimistic in in, in this in, in the past half an hour, but uh, as any football fan, uh, next uh, Sunday when the when when Egypt uh, play, I'll be the uh, I have the flag around my my head and, <laughs> and, the, and the t-shirt, and then uh, if anyone uh, says that Egypt aren't winning the tournament, I'll tell them to, I'll tell them where to go. Uh, I'll change, change into yeah, Egyptian uh, fan mode and uh, my heart will speak and the brain will stop for a month and a half <laughs> so um, I think uh, one of four and then if I'm a bit more uh, thinking with my head uh, because we still haven't started the tournament I think it's uh, uh, Algeria, Morocco and, um, and and Senegal Senegal is the a top team. They won the the last African Cup of Nations. Um, in Morocco. I don't. I don't think we need to speak about them. If uh, if an African team make it to the semi final, uh, I think that's uh, one for the for for the history books. They don't. They haven't done well in the past African Cup of Nations. I don't think they've even reached the semi finals in the last two. We beat them in the quarter finals in the last time. Um, but uh, I think it's just a matter of, uh, of time, and they'll have the 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 um, the confidence to make it, and they'll have the fear of the opponents to uh, 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 opponents will fear them, and um, I think that's all, always uh, a good edge to have. And I think Algeria's Algeria they won the the one before last, which was in Egypt in twenty nineteen. Um, 
they're 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 a difficult team to play against. Uh, they have individual, good individual players. I think they're Egypt, but they're on a different level. So I think they're sort of similar to the way uh, Egypt are in terms of having good individuals and in, in terms of having a good uh, mentality of in terms of having a good team structure. But I think they're more ahead in terms of the uh, their development. So I think one of four and then uh, one of three. If you want a final prediction, I think it's Morocco. Uh, but uh, yeah, anything can happen in, in these games, especially in tournament football. Uh, thank you very much for your time uh, this evening, city time in the in the morning in Cairo. Uh, where can the people find you? Uh, they can find me on uh, Instagram at Omar Lashin, uh, O-M-A-R-L-A-S-H-E-E-N, and then another N at the end. Uh, same on TikTok. Yeah, I think they'll find my uh, TikTok content a bit more interesting. Same on uh, Twitter, Omar Lashin, seven at the end. Uh, and this is all I have, I think. Fantastic. Thank you very much for uh, joining Thanks. us here on the Backpack Zafcon preview. And uh, if Egypt do indeed make a, a fair way into the tournament, as we're kind of expecting, we can uh, certainly look forward to getting you back on. Hopefully, hopefully. It'll be a pleasure. Thanks again, Omar. Thank you. Laz, time to talk about Group C at the Africa Cup of Nations. Uh-huh. Yep. And this is a tasty group. It is consisting of Senegal, Cameroon, Guinea, and Gambia. This one has the real potential to surprise and be among the highlight groups of this tournament. That it does, Nathan. That it does. Look, any group with Cameroon and Senegal in it, geez, hang on. Mm. Hang, hang on. I mean, you've got two African powerhouses here. And I'm excited with this group, actually, I have to say. I think it's a really good group. I mean, Guinea won't be easy either, mind you. No, very much so. I'm expecting big things from uh, Garassi for, for Guinea. Uh-huh. Uh, he came up with a little bit of knock in the last friendly. Uh, hopefully, it's not all that serious. The initial thoughts is that it's not that serious, but uh, Guinea certainly need him up front. He's been in such a good form for Stuttgart this season. But uh, we should talk mostly about the big hitters, Cameroon and Senegal, the defending champions, the lines of Taranga. And it's just a wonderful lineup they've got. They've got so much quality up front, at the back. In midfield, particularly in goal as well. Always a little bit of a sticking point for some of the nations in Africa, the quality between the sticks. Edouard Mendy is a top keeper at this mm. tournament, and his form is going to be just as important as anyone else in the Senegalese team. Like yeah, agree, Everywhere agree, you look, yeah. there is a quality player. Yeah. I mean, look, I agree with you with regard to Mendy. You know, caliber, top caliber keeper. No doubt about it. Um, look, Philip Bailey is there in the defence for this side and is their captain. So, you know, really, really imposing defender. Um, and we we know his quality. Um, I mean, where else do you go, Sabali? I mean, this side is just, this squad is just stacked, right? I'm very impressed with them. I'm, I'm very impressed with them. And, uh, but I don't know exactly how far, I mean, we'll discuss it later on as far as the fortunes of the group is concerned. But I don't, have, don't know how far the Senegalese side is actually going to get to. It's it, it's really a tricky one when it comes to which nation is going to take this group out because, you know, Cameroon are uh, just as strong as well. They are, but I've got my doubts on Cameroon coming into this tournament. I really do. I think, look, out of any of the big fish in this tournament, I think Cameroon, I have the most question marks over for an early collapse. Yep. And part of that is what's happening with the goalkeeper Andre Onana arriving late perhaps yeah. missing the first game part of it is also that's why I bring that just, up because <laughs> it's a concern <laughs> isn't it <laughs> and, is your, also, and is your and is your man of course yeah 
Yeah, that he is. Um, but for my Cameroon, uh, they're not in good form. They're not. Like in, in the last year, they've only beaten Burundi and Mauritius. I think perhaps there's a bit of a, a hangover from the World Cup where really they should have done better than they did. They really did throw away their chances, Cameroon. They, yeah, they did. And maybe there's a sense that the players are starting to fall out with the manager. Mm-hmm. I can smell a collapse here in this in this Cameroon camp. And you wouldn't be wrong. You wouldn't be wrong. It has been known to happen. Yeah. It, there's always an infamous uh, African nation bust up either at a World Cup or at a, you know, AFCON. So things obviously happen in camp and they get on each other's nerves. Yeah. And we've seen publicly issues in the Cameroon camp in the past. And there's always something around the corner. So I think that combined with the supposed strength of Guinea coming into this, mm. I think is a real threat. The Cameroon finished third in this group. Okay. Well, I think they're going to have enough to get past Gambia into third place. But for mine, I can see Guinea getting past Cameroon in the standings. I don't see it. No? No. No, I don't see it. Um, I don't have the same optimism about Guinea as you do. Look, there's no doubt that they're um, going to be very competitive, but I, I just don't see it. It's less about Guinean optimism and more about Cameroonian pessimism for mine. And... I think there is just enough in the Guinea team to really pounce and seize the opportunity that is potentially here on the table for them. Look, I think you're right. Guinea will be a, a very difficult opponent, a very difficult opponent, more so than Gambia, I believe. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. I, I think Gambia, we're not expecting a whole lot from. If they were able to beat one of the other three teams in this group, they'd probably take it yep. as a big success. Um, probably even a point, to be honest, because some of the players that the other teams can boast is just beyond what Gambia can offer. Mm. And look, I'd like to see Gambia pull off another upset. It'd be great to see, but I I don't see it. All right. So who do we, how do we think this group is going to play out? Well, I think Senegal are very strong. Yep. For mine, I haven't got much of a reason to doubt their credentials. Yep. They are the reigning champs and I don't necessarily think the team's gotten worse. Uh, Some of the star players are a year older, like Koulibaly, like Sadio Mane. But they're still among the best players at this tournament, let alone in this group. And I think they have enough to pick up what they need to top the group, be it seven, be it nine. I think there's enough there for them to win the group and add a relative canter. I don't think they're going to brush teams aside, but I do think they'll win this group. And it will be pretty clear by match day two the way it's already going. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Senegal um, will finish in first, Cameroon second, Guinea third, and Gambia fourth. Um, and you know, I've got Senegal, I've got Senegal going as far as uh, the round of all oh, the quarterfinal stage. I think, I think that's where it ends for them, though. Um, interesting, interesting. Regard- we'll come on to that later on, yeah, yeah, sure. because uh, I think I've got Senegal going a little bit deeper than that, okay. Um, but for mine, I am picking Cameroon to have a little bit of a, a fade, a fall off, and finish third. Mm-hmm. I am picking it, you need to sneak into second. Fair enough. Might that, just be on goal difference, but that's what yep. I'm going for. Oh, that's cool. I like it. Because you've got oh. to pick some upsets sooner or later, don't you? You can't just go down the expectations and on paper form and think that'll come out because we know with AFCON, mm. wild things are going to happen in this tournament. There's going to be a surprise run from somewhere. There's going to be collapses from Big Fish and predictions are a fool's game at the best of times. Yep. But <laughs> it's especially dangerous when you're talking about uh, international African football. Uh, very true, Nathan. Very true. Can't disagree with you there. 
As much as I like disagreeing with you, I can't disagree with you. <laughs> well, we've got a different group order, so you disagree with me there. Yeah, slightly. Slightly. Yeah. All righty, lads. Time to talk about Group D. And this is a very interesting group in prospect. It is Algeria, Mauritania, Burkina Faso, and Angola. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Is this a relatively easy group for the Algerians? Oh, I think I think Algeria will finish with nine points. I don't see it going any other way, to be honest. Yeah. I think Algeria finished with nine points. <sighs> Look, they've got a strong side. Too, way too strong for this for this group, I think. Um, you know, you, you look at the likes of Riyad Mahrez, uh, that just says it all, doesn't it, really? But it's not a one-man show. I mean, there's, there's some real, real good talent, you know, in this Algerian side. Um, you know, Islam Slamani, Faguli, you know, Sofiane Faguli, uh, Farish Shabibi, or Shalibi, um, you know, there's uh, there's some really really good talent in this in this side. Uh, Ait Nuri from uh, Wolves as well for those Premier League watchers. You know, Mandy from Villarreal. You know, just a strong team all over the park. Um, I can't see them being troubled in this group. No, I can't see it either. And I'm going to go out and say it, lads. I think Algeria boasts the best midfield at this competition. I can't disagree with you, Nathan. Like a midfield three of Hassan Ouar, Benasser, and maybe Benzelev, maybe Zaruki. There's options there. There's a lot of depth in this midfield. And I, think, I, I think, think you could plug and play that midfield into pretty much every other team at this tournament, and they wouldn't look out of place. You've got goals up front mm. with, as you say, Maras and uh, Slamani. Mm. Mm. And the defense is strong enough as well. You mentioned Nate Nuri, Ben Sabani's. Uh, a good defender. Yeah. Probably will tuck in to play centre back. Yep. Um, and the only question mark is in between the posts. Well, that's always been a question mark. Yeah. But um, yeah, you, you're right to mention the midfield. I mean, look, like I said, for, you know, Shalibi, uh, Badui, you know, look, they've got depth everywhere. Um, Ismail Benazir at Milan, you know, I mean, this midfield is just stacked, right? And you're probably the most technically gifted midfield as well, <laughs> to be fair, across uh, AFCON. Mm. Um, you know they're they're a bit of a threat. I'm glad you actually mentioned um, Ben Sabani. Actually, he's a great he's a great player at Dortmund. Yeah, he's fantastic. Mm. Uh, and the the newly uh, capped player who uh, was flying the French flag previously, uh, Hassan Ouar. Yep. Uh, switch allegiance to Algeria, and I think he will go down as the uh, golden ball winner at this tournament. I'm very hot on Hassan Ouar. I like that call. I like that call. I think it's a good call. I like it. I haven't even given thought to who would be you know, player of the tournament for um, for Afcon or uh, the AFC for that uh, for uh, the Asian <laughs> uh, Cup for that matter. But yeah, oh, I like that call. I think that's really good. Looking at their opponents, Laz, who do you think is going to pose the biggest threat? Is it the highest ranked out of the teams in Burkina Faso? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Burkina Faso. Uh, I think expecting think anything second. out of Angola or Mauritania. To be frank, no. Um, I think Burkina Faso will um, finish in second, Angola to finish third, and Mauritania to finish fourth. That's how I have it. I don't see, um, yeah, but I don't see whoever finishes in second or third and plays in the next in the knockout phase progressing much further than the round of sixteen. Yeah, I think this is from the pot two and three. These are among the the weaker on paper. Mm. Like Burkina Faso can trouble on their day, but for mine, I don't see them really getting much further. Indeed. 
they will need six days, five or six days to travel where, you know, like <laughs> to get further because, yeah, I, I just don't see one of these two nations making a deep run. And I'm pretty sure second place in this group comes up against the winner of the group featuring uh, South Africa. Correct. That's correct. So Tunisia, South Africa. That is going to be an easy passage for uh, whoever it is that wins that mm. very tight group in Group E. Yep. Uh, very true. So we're both in agreement. Algeria, Burkina Faso, Angola, Mauritania. That'll be the finishing order of this group, Nathan? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. I think I've got Angola going through as uh, one of the best thirds. Yep. Same. Because I'm not expecting a whole lot from Mauritania. Yep. So I think there's three points on offer there for Angola. Yeah. Maybe they can nick one against Burkina Faso and four points will be mm. more than enough to go through to the knockouts. I do think third from this group does get through somehow. Yeah, it's it's a bit weird, this system, mm. where if you've got a weak pot four team and a weaker pot two team, the third place is going to benefit more than anyone. Mm. Mm. Yeah, true. And true. contrast that with the group with Senegal, Cameroon yep. and Guinea. Guinea are punished if they were mm. to finish third, for having Cameroon in their group as well. Correct. So, yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, no system... with this format, Laz, yeah. there's... Yeah. yeah. No system is perfect, Nathan, and you're right to point that out because... Oh, a 32-team system is pretty perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but uh, I don't know. I don't see any confederation going with 32-nation tournament unless you're UEFA. Yeah, yeah. Because they just want everyone to play in it. Yeah. Fun for everyone. Yeah, correct. Group E, Laz, we just gave the men mention uh, because the winner of this group will take on the runner-up in our previous chat about mm. Group D. Yep. But Group E is very interesting. We have Tunisia, Mali, South Africa, and Namibia. For mine, this is the group of death. As far as Afcon is, this Afcon tournament is concerned, yeah, I agree with you. Maybe Group C. Mm, no. No, no. I think this is the most evenly contested group. Yeah. I am having a real difficult time splitting Mali, Tunisia, and South Africa. A really difficult time. Really? Yeah, I am. I think Tunisia is clear-cut favourite here. I mean, not by a lot, but I think they're a stand, mm. like they're a favourite of these four. The point of contention for me is South Africa and, and Mali. They're the, they're the two I'm struggling to place in, in my estimation, like how, you know, how um, competitive uh, they'll be against each other. I think it'll go down to the end between those two. Yeah, I'm expecting some real fireworks in this group. And for mine, I've got the three that we're talking about as pretty much on level pegging. I think I've got this group down as uh, pretty draw-heavy. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be very tight. It might come down to a uh, contest of who can put the most goals past Namibia, which unfortunately for them, they are the, the clear weakest group in uh, yep. Weakest team in this group. Yeah, agree. Um, and it is just a case of who can seize the opportunity in the other games, who can score a winner, find a three-point ball and get themselves into the uh, top two positions because there's a, a decent reward uh, for finishing first in this group. Yeah, there is. There is. Um, look, in my mind, like I said, I've got no doubt that it's Tunisia. Like, I, I haven't, you know, I don't think that they will be troubled in any way where, you know, like, I think they'll get through. There'll be a draw somewhere for them. I think they get through on seven points, though, to be fair. I mean, it's uh, difficult because, like, I think, was it, is it second place in this group is looking at facing Morocco in the round of 16? Yeah, that's right. 
And That's then right. the winner is uh, potentially facing Burkina Faso, as we went over previously. Correct, correct. There's a massive it's a huge difference. Here. Yeah, yeah, huge difference, isn't it? Yeah, you're going up against. Look, I don't, I don't know how the bookies have it, but I would dare say that Morocco are probably favourites. They are. They are. Yeah. Okay. So if um, you know Morocco, you want to avoid sure, them at all costs. Yeah, Morocco is short <laughs> price favourites. If you're finishing second in this group, whoever finishes second or third in this group, it's goodbye, Charlie. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, when it comes to the knockout stage, it's yeah. As I say, as we've been talking, there, there's a massive bonus for winning this group. I think for the way I've mapped this out, mm-hmm. yep, I've got three teams finishing on five points. Wow, you've got it really close, Nathan. I do. I like. I wasn't kidding when I said I can't split these teams. What, what makes you think that Tunisia aren't as strong as what I think? I'm curious I to, I, to hear this. No, I just they don't do it for me. All right. Okay. I look around based off their recent form and sure. their performances at the World Cup. They're not quite there. This is this isn't the World Cup though, and this is opposition. Not, not, and and this is opposition that they're used to playing. I right? know, but I'm I'm looking around at some of their recent form and like a loss against Equatorial Guinea last year, and sure. they got thumped by South Korea and Japan. Mm. Yeah, I know they're quality teams in Asia, but mm. like only just getting past Malawi back in November. I don't think they're really hitting the straps. I, I think they get through this group pretty much unscathed. Now, this one's very interesting because, uh, mm. yeah, we've got a very differing opinions here yeah. on no, I, uh, I, particularly I, the form of Tunisia. Yeah, look, it, it, yes, the form it, the form isn't that great, but the calibre, the quality of these players, right, oh, I think, well, you know, when it comes to this tournament, I think they should be able to equip themselves out of this group easily in first place. I don't think it should. It would be any question at all. I'm in fact thinking that Mali might actually jump South Africa. Oof, wow! Yeah, and that's where the closeness is. Like I said, it's a toss of the coin for me. There mm. it really is. I mean, whoever finished the second, like we said, is not going. Is not really going to be done any favors. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that Mali might just edge it. I'm not convinced with South Africa. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the friendly they had. Just yesterday uh, against uh, Lesotho, where they like, had a nil-all draw, that sort of put some doubts in my mind about them coming into this tournament. Mm. And South Africa, they don't really lose games mm-hmm. that much. Sure, they pick up a lot of draws. They get a lot of draws, though. They get a lot of draws. Yeah, yeah, they do. And to be honest, that might be good enough to get them through this group because if you pick up a draw against Mali and Tunisia, you're beating Namibia five points. You're there. Yeah, true, true. Who's your standout player from this group that? Um... That you're keen on watching. Uh, from Mali, I'm going to go for Ibasuma. Mm-hmm. He immediately comes to mind. Uh, playing so well for Spurs this season. Sure. Uh, for another option, I'm always looking forward to seeing uh, some of the Tunisian attackers. Yep. Uh, like um, Slizzy is one. Yep. The uh, the veteran, 31 years of age, 73 caps. He's yep. uh, certainly one to uh, look out for. Can he uh, deliver for Tunisia? I'm actually looking forward to uh, watching Laiduni for Tunisia yeah. in their midfield. Um, yeah, and I agree with you with regard to Mali. Right. Um, yeah. Basuma, standout player. Adama Traore, another stand, you know, yep. another one that'll uh, definitely contribute. Um, you know, look, oh, Amari Traore will be the, the skipper, you know, playing out at Sociedad is had a real Sociedad has had a, you know, a really good season. Um, over the last or well, season and a bit actually, uh, with Real. So I said that. So yeah, it it looks like it's 
mileage to um, to get as far as second place is concerned. Look, they may trouble Morocco, right? But I just think Tunisia just edge it. Uh, so I've got Tunisia going through in seven. Yep. Okay. Seven points. Um, and then you got Mali in second. Mali will be in second, and not you know not by much. South Africa mm-hmm. third, and Namibia fourth. And I think they actually go home pointless. Namibia. I think they go home with zero points. Yeah, or nil point. Nil point, as you would say. As uh, many teams in Africa would say too. Correct. Um, for mine, as I as I said earlier, I've got these three teams finishing on five. What's the breakup? And it is just a goal different shootout. Uh-huh. And so, for a bit of for a bit of fun, for a bit of fun more than anything go. else. <laughs> here we go. I've got Mali's South going Africa, Mali, Tunisia. No chance. Sorry. <laughs> no chance. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not as convinced on South Africa as you are at all. <laughs> All right. I think they got just a, just enough about them to uh, see themselves over the line. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not as confident as you are, but hey, <laughs> I'm happy to be proven wrong. Hey, I'm also sort of hedging my bets a little bit with some uh, wild predictions. Yes, no, that's fair well, enough. If, if I throw enough of the wall, something will stick. Yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Let's go to Group F, Nathan. I think this is a pretty straightforward cut and dry group, to be honest. Yeah, I kind of agree. Morocco, Dr. Congo, Zambia, and Tanzania. Dr. Congo. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Dr. Congo. Jeez. Um, <laughs> Sorry to our Congolese friends. No offense. Uh, no offense, Matt. No, um, no offense. But um, yeah, Dr. Congo, we'll see you now, Nathan. Mm, yes. Okay. <laughs> I think we'll see Dr. Congo into the round of 16. Uh, you really? Yep. Okay. In second, how do you have them going into the round of 16? I have them going in in second, just ahead of Zambia. Okay. I have it flipped the other way. Yeah. So I've got Morocco winning this group comfortably. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think they go and through on nine points, actually. Probably a hefty goal difference alongside. Yep. I think um, Zambia will just edge Congo. Yep. And Tanzania. I've got it the other way around. And yes, I think we're both going to say Tanzania go home with uh, not a whole lot to speak of. A donut. Yeah. That's what I think. Who are you looking forward to uh, watching from Morocco? Oh, who who am I not looking forward to seeing from Morocco is the better question. Okay. <laughs> who are you not looking forward to seeing from Morocco? <laughs> <laughs> They've got so many good players Like at the World Cup. I really enjoyed watching um, Azarino Unai. Yep. In midfield, he was fantastic. The form of Hakim Ziyech and mm-hmm. uh, Yusuf Nasiri, who's not really in the same sort of form as he was no. 13 months ago, but he's still a fantastic striker, among the best at this tournament. Um, you also got to look at the back line. Hakimi, mm-hmm. Mazraoui, mm-hmm. in particular at fullback. Mm-hmm. Again, and Saiz in mm-hmm. the centre halves. Mm-hmm. Bono in net. They've probably got the best defence, Morocco. Does Amrabat play? I think he does. I think you'd be looking forward to it, actually. Yeah, you'd be glad chance to, where you can actually win some games. Glad to get out of <laughs> Manchester. Um, yeah, I'm expecting the midfield to be uh, Amrabat, Unahi, and a little bit tricky to find this third starter in midfield. Mm. Do you have a suggestion? Because mm. um, I'm expecting a 4-3-3. Yeah, look, geez, I don't think they've got much of a weakness, to be fair. Um, yeah, I'll... I'll Get back to you on that one. I actually think that I am looking forward to seeing Zayich, actually. Yeah. Um, 
I haven't seen a lot of him since his um, since his move, but yeah, I, I think he'll he'll actually be keen to remind everyone of his quality in this uh, in this tournament. So looking forward to seeing how he stacks up. Um, now, look with regards to the three, I think you're right. I think they will be playing a four three three. Amrabat will obviously be the holder, which is good. I agree with you with regard to Bunu and goals. Hakimi, you know, Mazraoui, you know, are good. I mean, they're um, they're pretty much straightforward. <laughs> the size play is there a role for size in the squad? I know he's the skipper, but I don't I don't see it. Roman size will play centre back, won't he, alongside a kid? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just see a bit of a. Tr- I don't know. I've got a feeling that he won't. We won't be seeing size as much. Oh, I hope, yeah, hopefully, cool. I haven't put the kiss of death on him. <laughs> right. Um, definitely a good will be playing, that's for sure. There's there's no doubt there. I'm just a bit weary with regards to the players that are, have gone to Saudi. Some of them are not as sharp as what they should be. Right. Yeah. But I think, though, that having said that, um, you know, there are a couple of um, exceptions to that. But yeah, I just don't, I'm not, com- I'm not filled with confidence with a lot of the players that have gone to Saudi. Yeah. The Saudi I- Pro League. My thoughts on Morocco are like when there is a team that is such a heavy favourite to win a competition, be it Morocco in this tournament, be it Japan in the Asian Cup, I'm more looking for reasons as to why they won't win than anything else. Sure, sure. And for mine, Morocco, I think they've got the best defence at the tournament. They've That's got what, yeah. good quality in midfield. The question for mine is the goals. They don't score that many goals. We'll, and- we'll, get, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Who who did you sure. say that your midfield three is going to be? Amrabat? Nahi? Yes. And this third one, I'm not sure, really. Oh, I'm going to go Might with Amala. Silly Marmala. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, it'll be hotly contested between him and I think Harrod as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if one of the youngsters, because they have got a couple of youngsters that are coming through. I don't know if they'll be featuring as much as what we'd like to see, but yeah. Like, uh, you know, I'd be keen to see uh, El Canus in there, right? The uh, yeah. 19 year old. But um, yeah, it, it's it, look, it's an interesting question, but I think they'll, they'll be able to solve it attacking wise. Definitely um, uh, in the series, age, <laughs> there's quality there. There is, but they're not in form. El like, Carbi as front, well. The front three that we saw at the World Cup, Bufal, Zeech, and Nasiri, mm. none of them are coming into this tournament. In red old form. I don't think Buffalo will be playing. No? Nope. Again, just got a feeling. I think oh, you're okay. more inclined to see Okavi than um, than Buffalo. Do you have anything that uh, gives you that feeling, or is it just a, a bit of a hunch? Uh, look, I know he's I know Okavi's doing okay at Olympiacos at the moment. So, you know, I think that that might lean a bit to it in, the, in that way. Interesting. We shall see. Um, but as I say, for mine, there isn't that many goals in this team for mine. They've got big names, but I compare their attack to Nigeria and it's night and day. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. <laughs> Nigeria is definitely like, more on the front foot, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And I think I'd also rather have the Senegalese attack than the Moroccan. I agree with you there too. So that is the weakness in this team for mine, for Morocco. That's the reason why they won't win the tournament if they don't. Does it come from midfield providing to – so they're good defensively, good holding, right? No problem. But midfield is feeding the forward line and the forward line being inconsistent. That's what your two fears are, I'm guessing. Is that right? It is because Morocco are good on the break. We know that. 
but when it came and when it comes to breaking Finishing. teams down, mm. then there was a bit that was there left to be desired. And I just wonder if it's going to come back to bite them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Understood. Uh, I uh, definitely appreciate that. Should we do our brackets? Let's do it, Les. Brackets, Nathan. Brackets for the AFCON. Here we go. Well, let's recap, Laz. Okay. Yep. Who are uh, our group winners, our runners-up, and our third places? Let's Good run point. through a group A. Okay. Who who do you have? I've got Nigeria edging Ivory Coast mm-hmm. and Equatorial Guinea finishing in third. Okay. I've got Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Equatorial Guinea. Oh, you got Ivory Coast top of the group? Very yep, good. I do. Host advantage, I presume? Yes, indeed. Because uh, we didn't go over that. In uh, in our chats, no, we didn't. Uh, with our guests, we didn't give our Correct. final uh, ladder positions. Yes. Um. So good to get that out. Uh, group B, I've got Egypt ahead of Ghana, just uh, Cape Verde and Mozambique running out the group. Same here. Yep. Exactly the same. And as we discussed previously, Group C, I've got Senegal, Guinea, Cameroon, Gambia. Senegal, Cameroon, Guinea, Gambia. Correct. Very close. Very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, group D, uh, Algeria topping it ahead of Burkina Faso, Angola, and Mauritania. Algeria, Burkina Faso, Angola, Mauritania. Correct. There is yes. There's only like yeah. Um, isn't much difference between you and I so far. But anyway. Yeah. It's about it to change changes. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I mentioned. Group it. Let's e. go. Group E, I yes. have South Africa winning the group, God, Mali, Tunisia this. third, and Namibia last. Say that again. I have South Africa first. I know it's uh, shocking. I know it's uh, you, you can't believe it, but South Africa winning this group ahead of Mali, ahead of Tunisia, all on five points. How can you have Tunisia in... Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't be speaking of you, but Nathan, seriously, how can you have Tunisia <laughs> finishing third in this group? I don't understand it. I don't it was understand. A bit of fun. Yeah, it is a bit of fun. I agree. Uh, Tunisia, <laughs> Tunisia, Mali, South Africa, and Namibia. Very good. And Very I'm happy good. to be and some, I'm uh... happy to be wrong. Be proven wrong. It's no problem at all. Hey, so am I. So am I. Awesome. But uh, look, as I said before, I was mapping out Group B, and it came down to goal difference. So I was like, ah, bugger Let's it. Let's have a bit of fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, group F. Uh, we got Morocco. Uh, Democratic Republic of the Congo, Zambia, and Tanzania. Oh, what happened to Dr. Congo? Um, Dr. Congo, I'll save it for you. <laughs> Morocco, Zambia, DR Congo, and Tanzania. Great. Okay, so brackets look like this top half. Go for it, Nathan. Who have you got? Uh, so oh. I've got Ivory Coast against Guinea. Mm-hmm. I've got Algeria Same. against Tunisia. Right. I have Egypt against Equatorial Guinea. Mm-hmm. And Morocco against Mali on that side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, I've got Senegal, Zambia, South Africa, Burkina Faso, Nigeria, Cameroon, and Ghana, Dr. Congo. Okay. All right. Whilst I have, I've got um, Ivory Coast versus Guinea. Mm-hmm. And I have Ghana versus Zambia. I have uh, Algeria versus the Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, or Cape Verde, depending on how that uh, plays out. And I have Nigeria and Cameroon. And on the other side, Egypt versus uh, either Angola or Equatorial Guinea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Senegal versus uh, either Equatorial Guinea or um, Cape Verde or 
Congo. I have Tunisia versus Burkina Faso. And I have Morocco versus Mali. Some similar matchups. Ooh. It's funny how we both arrived at uh, Ivory Coast Guinea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought, was something wrong there? Have I no, no, no. Well, it can, it, but... it, it can either be Angola or mm. um, South Africa. But I just but, think it'll be yeah. good. Yeah. The way it panned out, you mm. had Ivory Coast winning the group, either in second, I had Guinea going through mm. in second, you've got him as mm. a best third. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I thought something was up there, but no, nope. no, we're all, we're all above board here. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, so, uh, round of 16... Matchups. I've got Ivory Coast edging past Guinea. Uh-huh. Same. I've got Algeria getting over Tunisia. Same. Okay. Yep. Well, not I've the same, got... but yes. Yep. That, it's yep. not the same opponent, but yes. Go on. Mm-hmm. You would. You would agree. I have I've Algeria. Got, uh, yes. Yep. I've got Egypt over Equatorial Guinea, and I've got Morocco over Mali on that side. Okay. Yep. And the other side, Senegal over Zambia. Mm-hmm. South Africa over Burkina Faso. Far out. You're kidding me, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a oh, clip of a game. No, oh dear, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <sighs> Go on. Nigeria over Cameroon and Ghana over DR Congo. Okay, I uh, and so how? Okay, so how do your quarterfinal matchups look like? My quarterfinal matchups are as follows: Ivory Coast, Algeria, Egypt, Morocco, Senegal, South Africa, and Nigeria, Ghana. My lord. My lord. <laughs> oh. You gotta have one roughie in there. Oh. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's let's get back to some normality here. <laughs> I have um in one quadrant uh, Algeria versus Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Uh the hosts Ivory Coast versus Ghana in my quarterfinal in my quarterfinals. I have Egypt and Senegal. Yep. And then I have um Morocco and Tunisia. Very interesting. So, quarterfinal time, Laz. Yep. I've got Algeria getting over Ivory Coast. Mm-hmm. I've got the uh, the end of the Pharaohs at the hands of Morocco. Mm-hmm. So, Morocco, Algeria as one semifinal. Mm-hmm. On the other side, yes, Senegal getting past South Africa. Thankfully, thankfully somebody <laughs> did. Goodness <laughs> sakes. I can't, this is, anyway, <laughs> they'll be lucky to make the round of 16, but anyway. <laughs> And uh, Nigeria getting over Ghana. So Senegal against Nigeria, the other semifinal. So repeat your semifinals again. So I've got Algeria, Morocco, and mm-hmm. Senegal, Nigeria. Okay. All right. Okay. So I've got Algeria versus Nigeria, and I've got Algeria making that. I've got Ivory uh, Ivory Coast and Ghana, and I've got Ivory Coast making that through to the semifinals. So one side will be Nigeria, uh, Algeria versus Ivory Coast. The other side of the draw, Egypt versus Senegal. I've got Egypt. That's where Senegal kissed the tournament goodbye. Mm-hmm. Although it wouldn't surprise me, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean that sets up a final replay of tw- of the last Afcon, but that um, does. but Senegal. You know, I've just got a feeling that Egypt will get get them this time. But it could go either way that one. Um, mm-hmm. Tunisia, Morocco, Morocco. So I've got a Algeria versus Ivory Coast semi final and a Egypt versus. Morocco semi-final. Very interesting. Very interesting. We got North, North vastly African, different brackets here. North African heavy. <laughs> yep. And the hosts. Yes. So semi-final time for me. Algeria, oh. Morocco. I'm picking the upset. I'm putting the Algerians in the final. Okay. And on the other side, I've got Nigeria falling short and heading home at the hands of Senegal. So what's your what's your what the Afcon final look like? 
So I've got the Fennec Foxes of Algeria against the Lions of Taronga in Senegal. Okay. So I have Algeria knocking over the Ivory Coast, and I have Egypt knocking over Morocco. I can't believe how different these brackets are. So I have Algeria versus <laughs> e- e- I have Algeria versus Egypt as the final of Afcon. Who do you have taking it out? I'm picking the Algerians. No way. I am. No way. Well, I'm tipping Egypt. I was close. I, like I was it. torn, but I was yeah, I'm tipping Egypt. Yep. It's funny in the group stage we didn't really differ that much. But, but you've, it's you've, set gone up all, a, you've gone all nuts and tipped South Africa to win the group. So they, <laughs> that's thrown all these brackets out. So there you go. Like all the third places are just gone, you know. <laughs> you've gone ahead and done some crazy stuff there, Dave, but that's all good. Makes it very yeah. interesting. I mean, any prediction we make is not going to come true anyway because it's impossible. Well, to speak for yourself. Speak, I tipped the winner of the last World Cup, my friend. <laughs> oh, wait, we're out on such a limb picking Argentina, the clear favourites. Oh, because the world because the World Cup was you know handpicked for uh, for Messi and all that kind of stuff. We're going to run yep. that conspiracy again, are we? <laughs> and let me guess, you picked Japan for the Asian Cup. Yes, I did. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so did I. <laughs> There's no spoiler alert there, is there? No, because <laughs> this comes out after the uh, AFC prediction anyway. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Yes. So, But it's time for us to wrap up, Nathan. That it is. It's been a lot of fun going through this uh, group preview for AFCON 2023, played in 2024. Uh, we very much look forward to seeing the, the teams take the field in uh, the Cote d'Ivoire and uh, seeing who can uh, cause some surprises. Uh, looking at you, South Africa, and uh, make a deep <laughs> run at this tournament. <laughs> Afghan always throws up the storylines, and it I'm does. looking forward very much so to see uh, what holds in store for us this time around. Uh, thank you to Omar Lachine, as well as Jidetse Chidieze, uh, for their input in the uh, Egypt and Nigeria groups, Group A and B. And uh, if all goes well for uh, one or both of those countries, we'd be uh, very much interested in getting them back on. God help us if Pafana Pafana actually get through this. <laughs> um, we do have someone from South Africa lined up should they get through, so that's all right. But, uh, yes, God help us if Pafana Pafana get through. <laughs> it's going to be a party, I'll tell you. They'll be the end of it. There'll be <laughs> ball sausage everywhere. But, uh, yes, uh, Nathan, thanks again for everything you, you do for the pod, and thanks again to all the listeners. Thanks again to our guests. And uh, enjoy the football of uh, AFCON. Should be a great tournament. Catch it on Bean Sports. Not that the sponsors, but hey, feel free, Bean. Hit us up and <laughs> um, enjoy the football, and we'll talk again soon.